three, two, one, go. Well, welcome to Dragon Heart. We are back in the studio. I am joined by Neil Williams, the Athletics' own Neil Williams, Bill Long, <laughs> casual gamers Bill Long, uh. <laughs> and myself, Che Long. Mark couldn't make it today. He's getting his hair done. He just doesn't have time for us peasants anymore with <laughs> that Disney money coming in, has he, Neil? <laughs> I did think he'd gone for a prior engagement, you know, which he'd been booked up for, so we're just not good enough for him. So. <laughs> getting his hair sorted, getting his nails make done. Up, make yeah. up the lot. Yeah, he's just, just too Hollywood for us. Normal blokes from North Wales, isn't he? <laughs> Anyway, as normal blokes from North Wales, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got the women's game, which is huge on Sunday at 2 o'clock at the race course. We've got Bromley game from last week. Uh, we've got, we're going to talk about ours and Notts County's you know, up-and-coming fixtures as well as that and uh, our form, both, you know, both the sides and our opinion going into the last few games of the season and any other little bits and bobs about Wrexham. So... This is Dragonheart. I'm Luke Young, and this is Dragonheart. Well, huge game, Neil, on um, Sunday. Uh, the women's back, women team are back at the race course. We, they did, there was a trial, like the COVID trial event last year. It was like a friendly, but this is a real competitive game. Yes, they have already won the league, but... What a, what a great occasion for the club. A massive occasion for both the, the club and the women's team. You know, they've finished top their league. They've sold, I think, 6,000-plus tickets already for the game on Sunday, which is, as you said, the 2 o'clock kickoff, um, which I believe now is the biggest crowd ever for a, a women's game in, in Wales. Uh, Not just live. a women's game, but it's a, the biggest FAW league game as well. So wow. that, it, it, wow. it eclipses the yeah. men's. And I think, sorry, I'm interrupting Neil, but there's, quite right. it's, it's um, we're not too far off the average women's uh, Premier League wow attendance yeah. in in the English football. I'm, I, I'd have to double check that, but I think the average attendance is something like six thousand nine hundred, and we're not too far so off. So if you haven't got your tickets and you listen to this, I think they're only a pound a ticket. Yeah, for the game, which is you know so reasonable, so cheap, you know, get along to the racecourse on Sunday and watch them because the women have been playing amazing this season. Um, not sure, not to my homework unfortunately but I don't know whether they've won most of their games or all their games um, but they are top of the league they beat um, was it Connors Key yeah. to secure the championship and now they've got them again on Sunday at the race course at 2 o'clock um, but that's not the final thing If you know they've won the league but then they've got to play a playoff against the team and I can't recall the team no, it was a, a West Wales team but and I don't know where that's going to be decided and then they've got to apply then for a license to to get to the league above us. So um, yes, they've won the league, but I think they've they've got a long way ahead of them before they can get promoted up to the you know the Premier League in Wales of the, of the football women's football team. But it'll be a fantastic occasion on Saturday. I'm sure all the sorry on Sunday. I'm sure the women's team are really looking forward to running out in front of a, a huge huge Wrexham crowd, which you know they'll have never done before in their lives. I wouldn't have thought so. It'll be a great occasion and rumours have it I don't know whether the owners are going to be there or not so we'll uh, well, we'll have to see, see on that, on that one, yeah. yeah but um, it's such a huge occasion for you know football in Wrexham as well isn't it Bill you know the, the young girls as well have heroes to look up to and they get to see these you know pioneers really aren't they of Wrexham football Playing, yeah, absolutely. I'd even say it's it's not just uh, young women. You know, it's young lads as well. It's it's nice mm. for when we were growing up, or all of us were growing up. We didn't really have access to as many uh, female sporting icons, did we? You know, the women women's sport in general is a little bit more influential now than it was when we were younger. But we were always sort of told, "Oh, the girls play rounders and the lads yeah. go and play football." And now, actually, it's just sort of proving that. Uh, the the women's game is nearly on equal footing. It's not quite there, but it's nearly there. And and to think from another point of view, it's this the attendance on on Sunday is going to eclipse the pre takeover average attendance figures, isn't it, of the men's team? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, usually we'd get about three and a half, four thousand that on average per year. A Chester game, you might get seven thousand, eight thousand at a push, depending on how many they brought. There's probably not going to be many away fans, and we're we're going to get. 
over 6,000, uh, confirmed at the moment over 6,000, yeah. could be more by the time the, the game is actually played. And it, it's such a great opportunity to, you know, go watch a game of football. You know, we've already we've already won the league. The Wrexham women have already won the league. And it'd be a great opportunity to take, you know, your younger kids. I'm taking my child and he is only... He's nearly two years old. He's probably not going to watch much minutes of the football, to be fair. But he really he seems really interested. Bill, you can back me up with this one. Oh, he's, he's absolutely obsessed with he's football. He's football mad. So it'd be really nice to take him. And what an iconic game for, yeah. you know, to take your, your young ones to. And how affordable it is as well, Neil. It, in these, these, these times... We live in right now to go watch, be able to watch a game of football for a pound. Yeah. That's just a bargain, isn't and it? And to see, I think we're gonna, they're going to present two trophies, aren't they? Did, yeah. Was it the under 19s one as well? The under yeah. women's 19s yeah. won their league as well, so they're going to have their trophy presented. You know, the, the women's team are going to have their trophy presented at the great in front of a huge crowd, and it's going to mean so much to. And I know a lot of the women players are Wrexham fans as well, so it'd be, it'd be great for them to be playing on the race course. Yes, they played in that trial match just after COVID when they played. North of Paul and beat them 6 0. But the quality of football during that game with our strikers was phenomenal. You know, I, I, to be honest, I'd never seen, watched a live football game for women previously, and my eyes were opened with the quality and the skill that the, the, you know, these, these women had. Uh, and looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, really looking forward to it. It's um, going to be a special occasion, isn't it? And uh, I mean, I mean it's, just, it's just so. I, I'm. Shrugs, I don't want to sound patronising because, you know, this team This team is a really, really good team. And I don't want to be like, oh, little old women's team, well done. Like, th- this is a really high mm-hmm. standard for compared to when we were, yeah. you know... A f- and in two a years. Few, yeah, yeah, two years. Just like the, the standards completely transformed. We've got yeah. prop quality players who, fingers crossed, will be playing in the top tier of, of Welsh football next year. You know, and, you fantastic. Know, the, the ceiling's so high for this team as well. You know, we could be playing European football... That's a real thing that could be happening in the next so many years of this side, and it, wouldn't it be iconic to have um, a big Champions League side like an English Chelsea or a yeah PSG a, a Barcelona, Barcelona female team play at the racecourse again would be electric, wouldn't it, Neil? Yeah, and and for them to you know maybe go on and play for Wales as well, you know, which yeah, would be a big yeah, thing for them, yeah, you know. Yeah. A lot of them, I think, are, are local girls, so they'll be playing for their, their hometown, which is the pride. And, you know, if I was a player tr- stepping out on that turf for the first time being a Wrexham fan, with six, seven, eight thousand, 8,000, whatever fans are there, it'd be absolutely amazing. I mean, it'd be quite emotional, I'm sure, for the yeah. for the women's team to be out yeah. there on the pitch with, with such a, a big crowd in the stadium as well. And, and it's just going to be a great day. It'll be a part of the atmosphere because they've, they've won the league already. It's It's... A game that you know they, they could and sh- should win comfortably again, but um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm sure all the all the young fans will be looking forward to it. As you said, Bill and Shay, you know the girls and the boys will be going to watch it because they've got something to look up to, and the pressure won't be on anybody. You know, it's not going to be as intense and watching the men's team. It's going to be a great day out for the whole family. In my head, I feel a bit guilty that I haven't been able to go see him enough this season. In all fairness, I would love to. Um, <laughs> But in, I don't. I can't drive at the mo- this moment in time. So to be able to get to, the, to where they play has been difficult. I do feel guilty that I've not been able to watch them this season. But now they are playing in the race course, and I'll be able to watch them. It's, it's going to be. It's, it's going to be excellent. And there's going to be live commentary on the game for yeah, the overseas listeners to listen to and the local listeners to. Whether they're going to do live streaming, I'm not sure. Yeah, we don't know whether yet. Whether can watch the game live, we're not sure about that because I know overseas fans have been asking that, whether they're going to be able to watch the, the women's game live. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing the commentary. It can be quite a difficult one because we, we don't know, well, we know some of the, na- the, the names of the players, but putting names to faces can be very difficult. Yeah. But yeah, it'll just be a, a fantastic experience for us all. It's it's one of those, isn't it? The like like Chase says, feel guilty about not knowing a, a, a bit more about um, the women's team. We we're all volunteers. We barely find the time to, to cover the men's team between yeah. us, really, do we? You know, and but I think having spoken to Mark, it's something that we really want to increase the coverage of. It's just a a bit of a time and capacity thing at the moment. But I'm sure next season uh, with a fresh start, we'll be looking to to cover the women's game a bit more fully, I think, than than we are at the moment. But if you know, previously myself and Mark did an interview with Steve Dale, the, the manager of the women's team, 
Uh, it was in two parts. It was one that was <coughs> a preview to the game that was was pivotal against Connors Key, and then on an episode of Dragon Heart, there was a bit of a fuller interview. We were talking a bit more about the Wrexham team and the women in general. Go back and listen to that interview if you've got a bit more interest in mm-hmm. the team, because you know Steve put it absolutely brilliantly, and, and, and what a bloke he was as well. Fair play to him. Yeah, congr- and congratulations. They've already won the league. Let's hope we um, have a nice stylish win on Sunday. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't got a ticket already, I'm sure there's a few tickets available. Get yourself online. Get your family down. It's £1 a ticket. You, it's very cheap football. Come down, enjoy a cracking day out. Hopefully a nice win for Wrexham too. Yeah, and what an opportunity to get into the race course and watch a Wrexham <laughs> side when it's so true. hard to get tickets at the moment. You know, anybody yeah. who's really struggling... It's, and a side it's, more it's dominant than the men's side as well. Yeah, yeah. you know, so you you're gonna see goals, you're gonna see entertainment. It's gonna be a cracking atmosphere, and hopefully not as intense as what the men's games have been at this moment. In time. No, I don't think I don't think emotionally it will be. It's it'll be an intense game though because yeah. we picked Connors key to the title. Yep. You know they came second. They're probably one of the few teams that actually did give this team. A, a run, a, a run, yeah. yeah. There's they, two late goals that Wrexham scored at, at Connors Key only a couple of weeks ago, exactly, which won them the title. And the Connors Key beat Wrexham in the cup as well. Yes, didn't they, they did, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know the the two sides are going to be really competitive against each other. And I'm sure Connors Key are equally uh, relishing the opportunity to come to the race course and spoil the party in front of a couple thousand people. Yeah. Well, more than a couple thousand, but you know what I mean. <laughs> a few thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Several thousand. Hundred yeah. percent. So as I said, I'll say again, please go get your tickets. Please go support um, the women on Sunday. It's going to be a, a great day. Um, so yeah, uh, and another great day was last Saturday where we played Bromley. And after this, we're going to talk about that game. I'm Aaron Hayden, and this is Dragon Hearts. Bromley. Bromley, Bromley, Bromley. Our bogey team. Yeah, our bogey team. And we've beaten <laughs> well, twice. Definitely well. Leighton's bogey team. Uh, let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, let's get that out of the way. Let's I get think. out of the way. I think you couldn't write it, could you? No. Free no. free season on the run. And I think, let, let's let's talk, let's say some of the fans who aren't aware of this. So two seasons back, the lockdown season, when Dean Keats was in charge, um, he, sh- he suffered... Quite a, a horrendous concussion, wasn't it, from one of their players? Oh, God, I forgot yeah. his name now. I can't remember who it was. But it, it was like a knee right. to... Yeah, a knee to the head. Yeah, was it? it was a knee to the head, and it was a really... Well, it looked... He was taken to hospital. Yeah, he was taken to hospital, yeah. and it was... The game was delayed for about 10, 15 minutes. It looked like career-ending. Mm-hmm. And then last season, we had a really, really tough away game against Bromley, like they, like they always Drew are. Nil-nil. Drew 0-0, and Langston come up for a... Ca- uh, a catch a ball and didn't he land on his wrist? Yeah, we got kicked in the wrist, didn't he? Got the, kicked the, in the wrist. The striker went for the ball yeah. and he's caught late on the way in. That's yeah. it. And then that was him for the rest of the season done. Yep. And then this we weren't season. aware of it this season. Yeah. Uh, I can't. <laughs> it was half time. as like, Mark Howard's on the side and mm-hmm. he's getting warmed up. I said that to Mark and I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, Mark Howard's coming on. You couldn't write it. Kicking no. a football from a goal kick. He's done one of his ligaments in. Yeah. Out for six weeks. Yeah, out for six weeks. And that's pretty much the season then, yeah. isn't it? You know. Hopefully end of the season we are in the playoffs and haven't got to do a playoff final. But uh, you, you can't imagine even if he's if he's out for six weeks, he's surely not going to be match fit after six no. weeks anyway. As in, you wouldn't no. want him going in cold to a a, no. a playoff game if we were in that situation. As we know, Bromley's always a tough tough place to go to. They're a very physical, strong team. They play on a 4G pitch, which we're not used to. The ball, we said, you know, during the commentary, the ball was running and bouncing mm-hmm. funny. It was very difficult for the players. But at the end of the day, you know, we came away with all three points is what we, we wanted. We didn't foresee it. But Mullins, two great goals. Um, they they hit right back after we took the, took, well, scored our second goal, which to me, still watch it now, was definitely offside, but was yeah. never given. Um, but we come away with three points. A tough place to go, Che. Yeah. And we've come away with three points and still keep our three points clear of, well, not County. Well, we were two, one point before the game, but uh, we've got three points. Yeah. Well, I've got to say, with Bromley, the first 20 minutes, we hit the bar twice. We did. Yeah. Um, and then I thought... <laughs> I thought to myself, if these don't go, you know, with these not going, it's going to be one of those days. And Bromley are one of those sides. If you don't put them away, 
they'll just keep coming at you. They're a very resilient side. They're very strong and organised defensively. Andy Woodman, their um, manager, he's a very good manager at this level, Bill. Um, they were tough, like usual, weren't they? Yeah, they're a really well-organised side. They've got uh, quality across the pitch. I don't, don't think there was any uh, area where they, you really thought, oh, we can we can target them here. You know, Topoloy's a good player. Michael Cheek, your favourite, is he's a good well, player. You know, striker, best striker. In, well, been, been one of the best strikers in the league until Mullen and Langstaff come out. Yeah, and, you know, fair, fair play to him. The, the goal, he's timed it perfectly because even if he was offside, he's managed to trick the officials, which in fairness to them, that's the kind of thing that you pick up with with free yeah. frames and yeah. stuff, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's it's ma- it's marginal. You, usually, when the the strikers on the the linesman's side, they they are on the side of caution, don't they? So, I don't know whether he's just not seen it or not. It's not that much of a howler that you you can hang, you know harangue him too much. But yeah, great side. The manager was very complimentary about yeah. Wrexham afterwards and talking about how our. Uh, you know what's going on with us at the moment is is it helping expose you could bring exposure All to the league, league. So yeah, yeah, definitely so. So nice, great community club. Fair play to them, but we needed those three points, didn't we? Desperately, yeah, we needed those three points. Um, let's talk about the goals. So the first goal was the header, wasn't it? Yeah, where so James, they Jones, thought, James they Jones crossed it in, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, it was kind of. Labeled as a bit of a controversy, maybe by us that we thought it was because it, it was we thought there was a foul maybe on their yeah, player yeah, yeah. before you know before James Jones crossed the ball in, which was pinpoint cross into the box for Mullin just to head it into the corner and the keeper didn't have a chance. But uh, yeah, but apparently, listen, I've seen the highlights now. Listen to the commentators from the Bromley and they said, "Oh, we slipped their player." Yeah, I think that's pretty fair to be honest. Yeah. It, to me, it looked like he'd felt a bit of contact and has, has tried to make a meal of it. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter. The ref, fair play to him, has, has, has not ruled it out. And we've gone and scored from it, so yeah. happy days. A, a Mullen header, and then the second goal was from a Toza throw in. God, I feel sorry for the keeper. Uh, it flicked on, wasn't it? Yeah. One of their players, wasn't it? Yeah, and he, he sort of fumbled it. And to be fair, I thought their keeper, who was young, he's been brought in, mm-hmm. had a fantastic game, I must say. He didn't look like he was out of sorts. He looked quite calm and composed. He made that one mistake that any goalkeeper at this level could make. Sort of scrambled in and Mullen did an overhead knee from the looks of things. Improvisation goal, and I I want to bring bring it on to Mullen now because we give Mullen man the match, rightly so in my opinion. Is there a type of goal that Mullen can't score, Bill? Because he just can see he can score any type of goal. Yeah, I mean I don't think there is. Is there no. overhead kicks, lobs? He's done the lobs. lobs I mean that's the box. Yeah, that goal against Stockport in the FA Trophy last yeah. year was ridiculous. Well, both the, both the goals were ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, scissor kicks, yeah, volleys, headers, headers, tappings. Yeah, for, uh, for this level, he is the complete forward, isn't he? He brings absolutely everything. Well, okay, here's a question for you: Is he the most complete forward we've had at Wrexham in the modern era? Yeah, in our, in our in our in our time, yes, in our time, nationally, yeah. definitely so. You know, he, he's such a complete striker. You know, he knows where to be when the ball's coming in. He's got fantastic vision. He's got pace. Uh, he'll actually take on players as well, so he's got ball skills as well. Um, so yeah, I think he's he's your perfect striker. I don't think you could replace him full stop. You know, no. he's, he's a great player. But but to be fair, I thought the whole team played really well as a team on Saturday. Yeah. They knew what their jobs were. You know, they gave Bromley a very li- little look in on on our goal, um, apart from the one they scored. So uh, I think we we made maybe a couple of soft saves, but uh, I thought the defence did well, midfield did really well. And, you know, we couldn't have asked more for him to go down there and, and, and get three points. But as you say, Mullen is, is our key player. 40 goals so far this season, 30 in the league. I'm getting worried about the, the golden boot in the FA Cup now after Haaland scoring three, <laughs> three on Sunday. But, uh, hey, if he doesn't get that and we get promoted, will I be worried? No. He, he, he'd be losing the golden boot to an absolute freak, wouldn't he? Because yeah. Haaland yeah. is, <laughs> is the, ridiculous. He's like the best striker in the world, isn't he? At this yeah, time, yeah. So. You know, and to, to, if he comes second to Haaland, then th- that's a pretty big accolade in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And... The only thing that concerned me as well, he fell funny on his knee. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Parkinson said it's something they're going to address in the summer. Um, so it sounds like he's probably getting some sort of injections at the but moment. That's another thing I like going. about him, you know. 
he doesn't he gets up and gets on with it he's again, tough you know? yeah he's not a softy you know he, he's not he's not a softy no. and he also goes down easy sometimes he does as well, go down which easy I, which, under, which, under I, which I quite like he just want, he wants <laughs> to win that much yeah. that he's willing to go down and try and win free kicks and penalties yeah. I, I think you, you at any level of football you need somebody who's willing to to do the dark arts and I think us us <laughs> Brits you know we, we sort of class our dark arts as somebody giving someone a little punch at a corner or whatever you know a little pinches in the back and all that sort of stuff and we don't appreciate diving but on the continent you know, just just to bring a bit of a air of Mark Griffiths and being that devil's advocate like he, like he likes to do on the continent in Spain, <laughs> Spanish football, you know, um, they, they applaud it. And if he wins us a penalty or a free kick by going down like that and we get promoted, I do not care one jot. I'm on the fence because I say, yeah, I want to get promoted. But on the other hand, I'd say, you know, it's, it's cheating, isn't it? Okay, no, it's, it's so so we're we're drawing against Torquay. Result, Last game of the season. Results <laughs> results have gone yeah. in the way that we need to win that game. That final game of the season. 89th minute, Mullen goes down in the box, dives, but gets a penalty. Are you complaining? No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the football side of me saying. My morality side of me yeah, saying I, is, it's it's cheating, you know. But but a, but, a fight, but it happens all the time, you know. You see it everywhere. Well, but, but it, technically, a foul is this. This is I'm a, I'm 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 a little bit with you, Neil, because diving is not it's not a good look. No, but a, a foul is a cheat. Yeah. You, if a free kick, you've cheated to. to I, I don't care about diving. the attacker. So there's a foul. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. I know it's not. I know it's not like you're trying to convince the referee like a dive is. It's different. You've just gone into someone. It's a contact sport, but. It's still it's still cheating to tackle someone when you when they haven't got the ball or whatever. So oh yeah, why yeah. Not? oh I I, I I don't care if he dives if he dives and wins a penalty in the preseason game. I say brilliant. I don't care as long as he's winning Wrexham games. I feel like I, I'm in the middle and you two are like the yeah. I don't care. You know, another person as well. I think needs a bit of credit recently because he's he's been up and down. He's, like, he's had a lot of criticisms. Ollie Palmer. I think Ollie Palmer does a lot of work off the ball that does create Mullin all these chances to score these goals as well yes. then to is still the you know the best the best striking partnership in the league aren't they yeah I think I think Langstaff and, and Scott would have had an argument for that but Scott's been injured and it seems like he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season yeah. so I think or at least for a period anyway I don't you know I'm not, not up on Notts County injuries but them two might have had a case but nah it's, it's Mullin and Palmer isn't it Neil Oh, definitely so, yeah. Um, but maybe have a case for maybe Rodriguez has started calling, has scored a few goals for yeah, County yeah, now. True, but yeah. uh, Langstaff seems to have dried up all of a sudden. But uh, Don't say that. Well, <laughs> but all we can do is, is concentrate on our own games. We've got, let's say we've got York coming up on Saturday. Um, and we've got another game at home to Oldham before we, we've, and an away game at Halifax before we place County on Bank Holiday mm. Monday, so win those three games, and you know that's all I focus on is winning our next game, and, and I think they're all winnable. County game is going to be the tough one. Um, well, you you you'd take a draw against County, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I I think I think we can lose against County just like Scott Stockport lost against us. Yeah, but that didn't it doesn't that, that great game now doesn't mean a thing, does it? No, because County no. got promoted and we didn't. Yeah. So it's it's one of those, isn't it? Um, no, we've got to win it to keep our run going. You don't want to No, no. Look, it would it would be awful if we even if we won the league, if we lost our our home record to Notts County, would it would sting a little bit? But it would sting a lot. No, no would uh, it? Yeah. If we were four, <laughs> if they if we if if we beat them, say we were still three points clear. Yeah, but mm. what if we could actually win the league on that day? That's quite a stretch, though, isn't it? No, North County lose couple. They've got a couple well, of tough well, games. They've got. All right, let's look at their they've, next. They've got home. They've got Scunthorpe, who are fighting relegation. And they won four one at the weekend. They as won well, four they? one, and then they're away then on a Tuesday night to Altrincham next week, which is and, and should, they're a good team. Altrincham a good team. I think Notts County are far better side than them, though far better. Okay, so I'll throw. Well, this I out think there. he's thrown his book. Well, he, he, Luke Young. Luke Young, Luke Williams has been saying, you know, that's it. This, you know, the yeah, but that's, that's, that, that's just that's about to talk about that. That's, that's but, warfare, that is. But is it? Is that passing on to the players then? And, and, and the players think, oh, right, we can't, we can't win the league now. 
It's a really interesting argument, this, Neil, because they have only won two in the last five. They have, yeah. Their form isn't good. It's not. Form's yeah, not good. But, but he wasn't saying that when they beat Eastley 3-1 the other day. Was he? he wasn't going, yeah, oh, but, the gate, the league's over. They lost there. to Dagenham. They drew with Bromley. But let's not the forget. Let, let, let's not forget this time last season. We looked way out of it, and then Stockport started losing games, and they started. We started coming back into yeah, it. It's it's I, that it's that tight that you can't look into the no. form table. You've just got to look at the actual table. But if they don't get a result at the weekend, and we do, yeah. And then on Tuesday, they're, they're playing another game in hand on a certain against Altrincham away. If they only come away with two points from from two two games, and then we've right. got three games in hand. Yeah, but we we could also lose on Saturday as well. We could, and then if, but, if, yeah. you know, but it hasn't looked like I think we've got through our our sticky patch. You know, touch what, touch what, touch what. I think we have. You know, we <laughs> well, did. We, you know, we had a the Wokey and the Maidenhead where we. I think we've got through that, and we're actually coming out the other side again now. We can see the goal line. Yeah. We can see the finish line. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, we have York, Alden, yeah. and Halifax yeah. our next games. And then Notts County. Notts County have. Notts County have Scunthorpe, Scunthorpe, Altrincham, and Wealdson. I'd say they have the three easier of games there. Altrincham won't be easy. Scunthorpe won't be easy when they're fighting relegation at all. Yeah, but on it's, paper it may look easy, but it's going to be. I I think position wise, it, I, I can't remember exactly where each team is, but I think Wealdson's just outside the playoffs. playoffs. Uh, Scunthorpe and. Yeah, playoffs. Yeah. Sells, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just outside the playoffs, we got um, Scumthorpe and York are, in it, are still battling to stay up, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and Altrincham, I'm not too sure where they are. I mean, Altrincham mid table, but they're in the FA Trophy quarter final or semi final. So aren't that's they? that's the only thing that might be difficult for us because they're playing on that Saturday. They might rest players against Notts County, mightn't they? And it could end up being a, an absolute. They play Notts County on Tuesday, Altrincham. Yeah, and then they play on the, the Saturday. On the yeah, Saturday. they may well do. Yeah, so they might rest a few. But they might not. They might not have the squad to do it, but no. they but they might, and yeah. that that's the only slight worry for me. Um, we, we will after these three games, we'll really see what's up. Yeah, I think. Or both teams just win all three, and we're still in the exact same position, but we're going yeah, into yeah, but the, it's, the it's still, County it's still game. what's up then, isn't it? Because it's in our own hands. You go into that Easter. For me, the most important two games of the season is that Easter Bank Holiday weekend, isn't it? It's going to be absolutely yeah. huge. That's a that's a double header and a half. That isn't it. I'm looking forward to the Halifax game away. I certainly oh, am. Oh yeah, same here. Yeah. We'll talk about but, that close to the date. <laughs> but um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a mad one, isn't it? Let's do a quick look forward to York on um, Saturday. A, it was a tough away game, wasn't it? We, yeah, yeah. We drew drew, drew with them. Um, I'm, I'm I'm glad to see York back in this league, Bill, because they're they're a well supported side. They've they've got one of the highest average attendances this season. They're bringing quite a few to the away game. It's going to be a cracking atmosphere. Yeah, York really are probably. I think it'd be pretty fair to say that they, size wise, could be a football league club. Mm, yeah, you know yeah. they were they were in the conference for a long time when we first came down. But I think pre, prior to that, they'd been a league club for most of their history. They've been up. Well, we've been in the conference. yeah. They have as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, didn't they go up the ninety-eight point season? Didn't they? They, they certainly did. Yeah, yeah they they, they beat Luton after we lost to Luton in the semis. Um, yeah, uh, good side, big big enough to be higher. They've done really well to do what they did last year and get themselves up. And they're not quite safe yet, but I oh, I can't. You got the table there, have you? Yeah, they're quite a stretch. They are they are quite a bit away from from playoffs at all. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, forty-two points. Yeah. So oh, they're low mid table. How close? How close are they to that bottom uh, relegation Stumthorpe spot? Are on thirty three points. They're twenty second. So they're Nine not points clear. Yeah, for me, that's that's a big jump, isn't it? Yeah. I think though, with that, Scunthorpe had an absolutely rotten start to the season, and their form is a little bit more mid table now than it was previously. It's probably not probably not good enough to save them. But they're a little now. They're a little bit of a better side than the table sort of shows. York, they, they. I mean, you know, we drew with them earlier in the year. They're gonna be. They're gonna be a tough game. I, I can't. I can't. You, you just can't look past Rex. You take the emotion out of it, and you can't look past Rex at home. No, we, we've can't. got the quality in our team to put at least three goals past them. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
I can't see nothing more than a good Wrexham win, a Compton Wrexham win on Saturday. I'd be happy with a 1-0. Yeah, I'm, we'll all be happy, but I've, we've just got the quality and depth in our, play, in our squad that, you know, Barnes has impressed me so much on the wing. Yeah, yeah. Taking on players and crossing into the box. So I just think we've got far too much quality and, uh, you know, I think it'll be a comfortable win on Saturday and, and again against Oldham when, when they come here. It's a big game as well, though, isn't it? It's yeah, it's, oh, they're, they're all big games. We've been saying that for a while, that they're all big games. <laughs> We've been saying it since November, haven't we? <laughs> and each game we keep getting through, and, and you know, majority of them are quite comfortable getting through, apart from Aldershot, and, but most of them are getting through, you know? so There's the traditional Wrexham fan in me, though, that's always thinking, yeah. oh, we're going to slip over at some point, because... Not that's... necessarily so, though. No, it doesn't have to, you know? As long as the team have got that belief... And, you know, we've got Parky as a fantastic manager and he's got his tactics right and he's, you know, he's looked up, watched York games and, and seen their tactics and how they play. He, he will have them ready on the pitch on Saturday. And as I say, I, I can't see anything more than a comfortable win against York. Let's hope no York fans um, or Notts County <laughs> fans clip that and put it all over social media. Neil's very, very confident. I'm not as confident as Neil, but... Our home record has been outstanding. Yes. We got we got to be looking to win every single game. Uh, the home games are going to be counting the most now, aren't well, they? We've got five home games and three away games yeah. left. Yeah. yeah. Hey, our away form's not too shabby either, is it? Yeah, it's not. Honest, it's, like, well, yeah. no. it's not quite the home form, is it? But it's not bad. It's not bad I at mean, all. I mean, Torquay uh, relegation fodder at the moment. That's our last game of the season. Hopefully that that will be party day for the fans down there. Yeah. We've already promoted. Yeah. Um, we've got Barnet away, which again, that'll be a tough fixture because, you know, Notts County had a tough game with them and only drew on Saturday. And we've got Halifax away. And that's up. N- none of them are, are, are tough, tough games as if I say we were going to Eastley or going to Bournemouth. Barnet's Ward tougher or, than Eastley. Barnet, yeah, very or good side. Or something like that, you know? Well, I put Barnet ahead of all them this season. Would you? Yeah, yeah, they're playing really well. I know well. they're in the top five. Yeah. But they seem to be up and down in, in their perform as well, you know? I, I think Barnett's going to be a really tough game. That, that Notts County game, that's going to be the big showdown, though, isn't oh. it? And, um, yeah. I just think what sets us apart from Notts County, even, even if we don't finish top, just the difference between the two sides is they have an incredibly effective plan A. We have very good plan A, B, B and C. And C, yeah. And we, we can we can mix it up and we can play in different ways and we can become a, a long ball team, we can become a counter-attack team and we can pa- pass it around the deck and we can do all three of those in one yeah. game if we need to. Yeah. Whereas what's happened with County when they've lost is that they're, they're or not won is their plan A isn't working. And they haven't got a plan B to go to. I'm Liam McClendon and this is Dragon Heart. Yeah, I think it's crazy that we are criticising the side that, like Notts County because you could argue that both both of the sides this season are the two two of the best sides you've ever seen it's, in the National League. It's splitting hairs rather than criticising them, isn't it? I think, you know, it's, it's, it's looking at where we're different. I think if we were to, to n- not do it, um, it would be... The cup run maybe has helped us run out of steam. You know, if we get, to, I don't, I can't mm. see this happening, but I'm just saying if it did, and it would be them beating us, which would set a domino effect off possibly. Yeah. Which for for me, you know, would go to show they were a better side. I just mean tactically. If you were picking holes, those are the things. The problem we have is that we don't. If Mullins not firing, we sometimes find it difficult to score. That would be the only minor criticism. I mean, we're on 94 points at this stage of the season, and they're on 91. They're going to break all of the league records, and we might still win the league, and vice versa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm still I'm still confident that even if we do finish second, that we'll win the playoffs. That's where I'm not as confident, see, no, because it's such a lottery. I love this role reversal. <laughs> such a lottery, it is. But, but we've comfortably beaten all the sides. But, you know, it's mentality then, you know? Yeah, it's mentality of the players. They, they, they nearly got there, but didn't. This see, this team, this team compared to last season's team, is so much better. So that's why we should be winning the league. Yeah, I agree, but Notts County are a very good side too. Yeah. But I think as Bill was saying earlier, they, we have got plan A, B, C. And I was I was speaking to a West Ham fan about this the other day. He, he watches West Ham and 
they haven't got a plan B. He said he's so frustrating, you know. They've got some players who will stand by the opposition players so, so they don't even get the ball past them. They don't want to play, you know. They, <laughs> where we, you know, we've got, as you say, plan A, B and C where we've thrown three strikers on the pitch to win a game, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not scared to do that. And yeah. it wor- it's worked. You know, putting three strikers on, having Dalby, Mullin and Palmer on the same time has been a con- great combination at times. And they're, and they're free centre-forwards. It's not as if two of them are like attacking no, wingers, are they? They're no. free, free centre-forwards playing at the same time. Yeah, it's... And, and I just can't see us faltering at all. I think, as I say, the FA Cup run took us out of it. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got our hands on the wooden table. <laughs> yeah. The FA Cup run took it out of us, and it did. It did you know, it was, a, it was a quite a mental toll on them. Um, but it was great for the team, great for our, you know... For our fans overseas to watch now, but I think we've got through that now. We're we're on that upward spiral again. I think the confidence has grown back, the fitness levels are coming back. He's been able to rest players if need be, like Luke Young is rested. We've got Lee was rested, you know. We've got Ford maybe coming back as well. We've got Hayden not far back off. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Mafadzen coming back. So we've got all these players with renewed energy coming back Jordan the Davis back in Jordan full Day. swing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he played really well on Saturday I must say against Bromley so I mean apart from Leighton being injured you know all our out team players are, are touch wood you know nearly back to fitness and, and be fighting for you know first team place again and, and I think that's that's what gives us the edge over county that no matter who we bring on the pitch it's a like for like replacement we don't have to Bring somebody on, which is a lesser player. Or, or even not. even Howard and Leighton, you yeah. know, you know, for example, you know, Howard's had his critics. Yeah. I understand he has made some mistakes this season. I get it, but we've won most of our games. We have with yeah. Howard in goal. I, I saw a really interesting stat on uh, Red Passion. Can't remember the poster, but it we have a two point four point. Uh, average when Howard plays and that would be enough to seal the title for us so if we earn 2.4 points per game on average we'll win the league yeah well I think that's a perfect I mean you've got to think Howard's been in our yeah. goalkeeper for the majority of the season yeah I got full faith in him I, you I, know I he made that, one mistake yeah. against me we didn't lose the game yeah we, we, got, we dropped two points but it wasn't the end of the world and then he gets slated by for no reason by fans maybe we've only just been Supporting the club for maybe a couple of years. I think it's the opposite. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the fans that have been supporting the club for and a I, while. As somebody said on on one of the Facebook, you know, no matter who the player is, if you're playing for Wrexham, the fans for the, the next eight games have got to get behind each and yeah. every one of those players. It, it kind of reminds me of the maybe Maxwell situation where there was a lot of the old guard fans who really liked Maxwell and were really team Maxwell, like people are with Linton. You know, and then we're very critical of everything Miebe did. And there's people who are very critical of what Howard's doing now. Don't be, get behind him. Let's. Get, he's 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 done yeah. a fantastic job so far. So yeah, let's positive attitude for everyone. Everyone playing for the team. I mean, it's one of those freak accidents with Leighton, you know. Yeah, because exactly. anybody, and now, and now people are saying, "Oh, he's made a glass. Get rid." You know, he's a he's a class goalkeeper. On his, you know, on his day, he's a really good goal. He's yeah. very vocal. I think his defence have great confidence in him, and he makes some fantastic saves. What, what was the save he made? A couple, one of the games recently where it was yeah, a top save. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, any any team would miss him, but I think Mark Howard's probably one, still one of the best keepers in the league. Anyway, isn't he? On top of that, I mean, yeah. you know, the the man's had a, a, an absolutely stellar career. He played for Sheffield United. He's played for all sorts of clubs. I mean, I got I I'm not worried at all. Not no, worried at all. Exactly. Anyway, I think that's the perfect way to finish off the segment. After this, we're going to be talking about <laughs> the Wrexham team and how, you know, <laughs> a few years on from the takeover, how this team, the brand, has exploded. I'm Kerry Evans, and you're listening to Dragonheart Radio Show. Well, me and Bill... Cracked open a few beers on Saturday night after the game, like we <laughs> usually do. Uh, we had a takeaway on the way. Uh, it was lovely, and we were watching our other favourite sport, MMA, and it was a premier. Uh, it was the best MMA fight on British soil ever. And, of course, in the UFC. 
And this was a huge title fight, wasn't it, Bill? Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman. It was massive. And I didn't even have a clue that the Wrexham players were there. They were put, putting the camera on all these huge celebrities, Bill. And then <laughs> yeah. the last, last, last clip was Jordan Davis, Ollie Palmer, Watson, and Mullen. And it was just like, and then it was the UFC announcers. Sten started talking about Wrexham for about two to three minutes. They're talking about, about the Welcome to Wrexham Yeah, they're talking about the Welcome to Wrexham documentary. They're talking about our result against Bromley. And I couldn't quite believe my eyes. I really couldn't quite believe my eyes that I was a fan of... I've been a fan of the UFC <laughs> since I was about nine years old. And it wasn't a cool sport sport to follow back then, really. It was a Wrexham weren't a cool club. And then, yeah, and then back then, going, I used to get the mick taken out of me for going to watch Wrexham as a kid. Why aren't you just watching United on the TV or yada, yada, yada? Now, both my my two favourite sports, my two favourite clubs, whatever, have combined into one small 20-second clip that really did make my month, I must say. It was kind of crazy, wasn't it? Um, it's kind of one of those things that... It, it's almost more surreal than celebrities buying the club in a way. And I know that might sound a bit ridiculous, but I just yeah. think the fact that... You've got four players there who who play for Wrexham, not only just being at the UFC, because I'm sure professional sportsmen of all, sportswomen of all ilk go to big sporting events like that, but the fact that the camera was thrown on them, they were introduced as Wrexham players and they had all the welcome to Wrexham, like signage coming up, like, you yeah. know, signs coming up and all that sort of stuff. And you, you think, well, first of all, Rob's a big fan of the UFC, isn't yeah, he? So huge, he, huge has he, fan has he, of the has UFC. Has he paid for that to, to then get a little bit of advertising, yeah, maybe. which <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But the fact that the Wrexham chairman has the kind of money to be able to sort of get <laughs> cage side seats for players. The biggest fight in UFC, UK, 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 UFC history. Yeah. A title fight that when we'd been to see a title fight in 2016, they still put that on in American time. So it was like four or five o'clock in the morning when the main event was on. But this time they put it at UK time. So it shows like the, the growth of the sport in the UK that they're putting it on, you know, 10 o'clock or whatever time the, the, the main event was. It, it was just huge for me and you, wasn't it, Bill? You know, we're the, type, we're the people who stay up till four in the morning to watch these fights some weekends, you know? Yeah. A couple of weeks ago when John Jones fought, I was up five in the morning watching... You know, staying up all night to watch these fights. And, and MMA's not as... It's it's much bigger over here than it was, but it's nowhere near as um, big as it is in America. It's huge in America. And was this being shown live in America then as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all yeah. over the world. Well, I, no, I, oh, I think, yeah. to be, millions, on, I, to be millions honest, of people would have been watching. Yeah. The Wrexham players being there was probably for the benefit of the American audience more than it was the yeah, British yeah. audience. Great not, exposure yet again from yeah. the club, isn't it? So. Oh, huge. And they were sat not that far from... Oh, the, the kids in school have told Mark, who's then told me to KSI say... KSI was by them. KSI yeah. was by him. Maya Jammer was by him. She yeah. hosts Love Island, doesn't she? And she took a photo with else. Paul Mullen. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, took yeah, a photo yes. with Paul Mullen. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? They want to be seen with conference players, like National it, League players. And it was, <laughs> but the, the film stars. Now, well, this like, is the thing, isn't it? it, it yeah. it's, it's little moments like that that kind of remind you how... I want to How? pinch yourself and say, is this still real? Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely nuts. But I want to go back a step. He was saying, what did you have for your takeaway then on Saturday? <laughs> well, we recommended them what to have by one of our followers in America. We, we, in uh, the commentary, did you stick to by what you said you are going to have? We, 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 we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> Shock. So, I, well... Everyone thought, everyone thought it was for curry and I just can't, I just can't hack curries, Neil. That's what yeah. it comes down to. Bill just couldn't can't. Hack, hack curries. And we just opted for burger, uh, burger um, royalty, shall we say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> other burger places are available, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, next time we will adhere to the the takeaway of choice of the just film. don't just but maybe maybe don't put curry on the selection yeah. so that the yeah, curry doesn't because <laughs> to be fair, Chinese was second and there was no Chinese delivering. On uh, the apps that we were using, unfortunately. I'll let you, so. I'll let you off, Bill, if you don't like curry. Rex Meats. Rex Meats has got five exclusive Chinese takeaways. Other other app places are available. <laughs> non a sponsor in the club. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's let's get back onto the, the onto the club and the exposure and 
the go, fans. Go, sorry, I'll go back onto the curry thing. I don't mind the curry. Just I'll just make it clear. But like, if I'm having a couple of pops, then I, it's not. Don't, I don't, don't agree with me. No, no. no. Oh, so, right, okay. Sorry, Jay. Go on. Let's go back <laughs> to this. You know, brand exposure and. And for me, looking back, when the takeaway, uh, take takeaway, <laughs> when the takeover, when the takeover first come out, and I knew that, and that there was going to be announcement of a documentary, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I, you know, I, if you look back at old, old Dragon Hearts, if you look back at old, old Dragon Hearts, me and Mark were saying, <laughs> that, oh yeah, once we were out of lockdown, we might be able to get six or seven thousand a week, and. Uh, and all this, and then you now look at look at it to now post documentary. I never thought in my wildest dreams that the documentary would blow up this much, and we have such an amazing international fan base now, don't we, Bill? And it's just we we do, and sort of bringing it back to the the women's game a little bit, and the Ask Wrexham community. Mm. Um, you know, those those of you who who don't who listen to Dragon Heart, but maybe just listen to whatever commentary is on on the video feeds or you go to the games and you don't listen to the commentary. There is the, the hashtag ask WXM, uh, the, the, the commentary team guys, you know, I'm not part of that sometimes, but you know, on the home games, it's just you lot, um, use that to great effect. And it's built up a real community that is, is full of really well-meaning people that, that want to help improve, uh, uh, the Wrexham area as much as oh and well the, the commentary experience but they want to help the Wrexham area as well to the point where um but well, last week we sort of mentioned it but there was a there was a charity fundraiser for Welsh Women's Aid that has now reached one thousand five hundred ninety nine pounds I think wow uh yeah and this was started off in in America wasn't it by a, a yeah American I, I I can't remember I think. There's there's a man called Jay Bailey who I think started it off, but there was a few of the community that you know the some of the loyal listeners who who got the ball rolling together. I think he may have started the actual fundraiser, but who came up with the idea first? I don't mm. I don't know, so I can't credit. Sorry, but um, they got the ball rolling, and I know there was uh, Will Sudworth who's who's uh, from Hypnotic Band. He's donated five hundred pound of wow. that money. You know, and he's he's fra- he's local. He goes to the games, but he's obviously involved a little bit with the community for maybe listening to away games. I'm not sorry, Will. I'm not sure how how you you listen to or watch the games, but fair play. You know, being able to raise that level of money for a, a, a charity through people who are interested in Wrexham who can't get to the games yeah. but want to contribute to not just not just the the team by buying merch. They want to contribute to the community. That that's the side of it that. I find kind of unreal, to be honest. Let's talk about the Ask WXM community as a whole, really, and how it's really grown. It's, it's hard to talk about this about Mark, really. In many, it is, yeah, it yeah. is hard, mm-hmm. but as we are on the topic, I'm sure we'll bring it up again with Mark here. But I, I remember when we were first commentating, lock, when I first started throughout lockdown games, and i got to say, about me and... About 30 listeners. About 30 listeners, and the people who were listening... We're very critical of what <laughs> me and Mark used to have to say, or you and Mark had mm-hmm. to say. We're very, yeah. very critical because we were very positive. We were very, we were very positive back then when we weren't the best of sides. And this is going out through the Wrexham player off the Wrexham website. So yeah. you listen through. It's it's not independent. It's through the Wrexham Football Club. Just letting the fans out there know that we we do broadcast through, through the Wrexham Football Club as all games we commentate. And this is where the hashtag Gas Wrexham yeah it's comes come from. from and, yeah. and they just contact via Twitter and communicate through this. I, I think it's got to got to be slightly fair to people who may have been critical. It was a weird time at the club. The takeover had sort of, you know, it, it's it come from the hangover about, of the Brian Hughes. Yeah, it's come, it come from the hangover of the previous ownership that a lot of people, not, not my point of view, but a lot of people didn't agree with. You only have to look, you only have to watch the documentary to see the, the scope of opinion on that. But, people were in a very negative mindset. And I think as soon as they knew that Hollywood owners were coming, they just thought it would change like that. And it would just be an instant, like like we'd be playing like we are now. Yeah, straight away. Straight away, yeah. If you had the money to do it. So so because you and you and Mark, I, I wasn't involved on the actual commentary of Dragon Outside at that point, and I used to listen to you a lot and, and read, you know, I know you didn't read the comments, but I would read the comments. And I think a lot of it was born of frustration from... I want Wrexham out of this league. We've yeah. been bought. Why aren't we out of this league? What's happening? And, and people didn't 
some people didn't like previous players and, and coaching staff for whatever reason. I don't again I don't agree with it, but building any team's a process. Though, it isn't is, it? yeah. It's not an overnight solution. You can go out about eleven new players tomorrow, they could be the best. But whether they play as a team well is a totally different thing. But yeah. And and Parky's done a fantastic job in just bringing in the odd one or two at a time, bringing them into the team, another couple bringing in and, and he hasn't gone out and bought en masse. Yeah, ten or eleven players in Baltimore. It's not like the Saunders days, is it? No, no, not <laughs> there'd be at all. a new player every other day. <laughs> and to be fair to him, you know, each and every one of them that he's brought in really have, have worked really well. Yeah, but, and they've added to the, what we've got already. But yeah, yeah. Look, looking back at that lockdown season, that was a rebuilding season. Dean yeah, Keats, who was the manager at the time, did a fantastic job compared to where we were the season previous, where yeah. we almost got relegated. If it wasn't for the points per game ratio thing, we may have gone down into the National League North. Um, which says a hell of a lot to where we were at that point as a club. <coughs> um, I think the the atmosphere around Wrexham at that point, were, it was really tough to go watch the town, wasn't it? It wasn't easy. It was quite a toxic atmosphere. But the you fans know. expected us to do a lot more when we had new owners, you know. Yeah, and and then and then it was it was that was a tough season, and then we moved on to the last season, and that's when the Ask WXM really grew. Is when the yeah, a lot, yeah a lot of the documentary came out, and I think this season it's really really blown up and. The interaction compared to this. Don't, yeah, don't get me wrong, I used to love commentating, especially the lockdown games. We were very privileged, me and Neil, to be able to watch live well, football yeah, then. Yeah. Surreal, but... Surreal, but but to now, from then to now, the, you know, the communication we get and the, you know, the, the, just hearing, oh, but, I'm from Arizona and yeah, I'm, what, I'm listening Idaho, to the game. Ohio yeah. or Like, Texas. wash my car or something. It's like, wow, there's some, <laughs> someone from the other side of the planet listening. Yeah, it's and people brilliant. even going into another office just so they can watch us on, on, or watch the live stream, you know, in yeah. America. Yeah. And I read somewhere as well where one guy was at a birthday party and how convenient that we would have had a football game on while his kid's birthday party, but he forgot <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, three of his mates got watching it as well, and they really got into it as well. You think, it's crazy, absolutely it, nuts. You, you know? cannot compare yeah. this explosion of a football club to anything so else quickly. in the world. So quickly. Has there ever been a football club that you can no. think of that has just no. gone no. from a, a, a big-ish region, let's be fair. 4,500 up to capacity every yeah. game, yeah. from maybe 30,000 social media followers to 1.5 million social media followers. <laughs> you know? To the point where there's tickets out and there's people coming in from around the... Every part around of the world. ...around the, the globe, so... Absolutely. Yeah. But that says a lot about the Wrexham community and what... Wrexham's means to the, the people of Wrexham and the surrounding area that they've all these people around the world have bought in to the story that they sold through Welcome to Wrexham, you know. And it is a community club, it is a you know, and it's always has been. You know, Geraint has been the stalwart of the club, he's been there yeah, since absolutely. I can remember, and they would always do anything for you as a club. And you see that spreading now throughout the town and, and to the wider circles around. Wrexham and North Wales. So, you know, it's only going to get bigger, guys. You know, ticket problems yeah. are going to get worse. <laughs> Until the cops here. But we don't have any more time to be talking about anything, really, because we're getting kicked out of the studio. <laughs> uh, this has been a great podcast. Don't Th say that. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a great podcast last radio show. Um, I'd like to say thanks to Bill and thanks to Neil. And I've been Che Long. This has been Dragonheart.